This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. I try with the best of my abilities to be prepared for anything, and I try to prepare you for anything. Um, One of the things that we really have to pay attention to is heat and being able to cook now this could be just from a power outage because of a storm uh this could be catastrophic failure whatever you have to be able to keep warm and you also have to cook and this is something that is great even if you're a camper but about three years ago we had a real bad storm here in texas and i was on the air wondering how are people heating their home how are they cooking well um uh, My Patriot Supply came up with something called Vesta. They researched and did uh, all kinds of work on this thing uh, for about two, two and a half years. And they have just released this product. It runs on canned heat that burns really, really hot. And yet it's totally safe. You light the fuel within minutes. You can boil water and heat a 200 square foot room at the same time. It's fantastic. MyPatriotSupply.com. MyPatriotSupply.com. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. We've got a great show for you today. We have Mike Pompeo going to be on. Uh, Mike Lee, who has an update for us on, did we blow up the Nord Stream pipeline? Uh, he has a, a powerful update coming up on the uh, program today. Also, I wanted to start with some good news. I wanted to start with w- really, truly one of my favorite, personal favorite guests. I love this guy. I could have him on uh, on the Glenn Beck listener uh, only uh, program every day. I love listening to this guy. He is one of the most brilliant people I know, and he watches future tech. His name is Jeff Brown. He's been on the program before. Every time he's on, ratings go through the roof. Uh, Apparently, you love him as much as I do. He is a high-tech expert, and he's known for his futuristic uh, predictions. Um, and he has not been wrong, as far as I know, on anything he's ever said over the last five years of knowing him. He's not been wrong on anything he said here. I wanted to end our our AI week with Jeff Brown. Uh, he is he's spot on and very optimistic. Usually, will that continue? He's coming in about a half hour, but I've got this podcast that we did yesterday that I want to play a few things that are, I think, positive. Things that, you know, what what is around, just around the corner, literally just around the corner, that give you hope, 
Jeff Brown in 60 seconds. All right, Good Ranchers is here. That is that's what I'm going to have for my birthday Super Bowl meal on Sunday. Yeah, that's right, Good Ranchers. Tanya said, what do you want? And we just had, uh, we had just gotten the uh, box of Good Ranchers, and I said, oh, I think you know what I want. And she went, ah, that used to take on different connotation when we were younger, but now I know you're just talking about a steak. Oh, yeah. Good Ranchers. Right now, you can get a great box from Good Ranchers of, of really good steak, hamburger, chicken, even fish. Here's the thing. Good Ranchers is working with the ranchers here in America, and they're looking for these guys that are just being browbeaten and really, truly, I think, intentionally being forced out of business. They're trying to save the Good Ranchers and provide you with good American meat. GoodRanchers.com. Go there now. Snag $30 off uh, your order with the promo code BECK. It's GoodRanchers.com. You can lock in the price of your meat uh, today. Meat's supposed to go up another 15%. Not if you're a part of Good Ranchers. Go to GoodRanchers.com. GoodRanchers.com. So artificial intelligence has made tremendous strides in just the last three months and even the three weeks. AI uh, bots like ChatGPT are only the beginning. Uh, if you have ever tried the, the uh, search site uh, Bing, right? You don't have to ask Jeeves. It sucks. It doesn't suck now. Like this week, all of a sudden, it's like, whoa, wow, that's good. How did Microsoft and Bing do that? Chat GPT. Um, We have uh, Jeff Brown in studio in about a half an hour. But on the podcast that was released yesterday afternoon for Blaze TV subscribers, it's up on Blaze TV today, and uh, it will go out as my podcast uh, for Saturday, uh, wherever you get your podcast. He joined me to talk about predictions about the future right around the corner, um, and he gives me a, a preview of technology that is going to change our life. And he said there is one thing that is happening by the end of the year, I think he said, that will totally change everyone's life. And when I asked him to compare it to the iPhone, his answer is fascinating. It is a digital assistant. Now, imagine an assistant that, uh, you know, is on your phone and it's listening to everything you say. I know, I know it gets freaky, but it's listening to everything that you say. It reads all of your emails. It listens to all of your phone calls and it knows you. It's not, it's not like Clippy. Okay. It actually knows you. It comes preloaded on your phone with all of the information that Apple and everybody else is gathered on you. Your phone can come preloaded with all of your preferences. And then it learns quickly as you're setting it up. Okay, he's preference of this and this and this. And then over the next couple of weeks, it learns everything about you. 
So you get up in the morning and your phone just doesn't have a list of things to do. Your phone says uh, your assistant and it will be a an audio assistant uh, as well, not just like a little chat. And it will say things like, hey, I noticed that you were really stressed out. You and your wife had a hard time last night. Have you thought about getting away? And you would have been thinking about, I just got to get a couple of days away. My wife and I, we just need to get out. Well, I want you to know, you know your favorite hotel? Um, they're having a discount, and I worked out a special deal, and I even have the airfare, or, you know, I've already charted the course for the, the trip. Do you wanna, want me to pull the trigger on this? Because I've rearranged your schedule so you can do it. It knows everything and can take care of everything. All of the things, this is, as I said to him, this is almost like the washer and dryer. When our grandparents or great-grandparents were beating stuff on the rocks, and then my grandmother, I remember she had still in her basement one of the original washing machines with the ringer up at the top, and it was just an open tub. That saved so much time that women didn't have to worry about any of that. It it saved them hours and hours and hours just by being able to throw it in the washing machine. This is the kind of thing that is like refrigeration or washing machines that will totally change your life. And he says it's it's coming within the next 12 months. I want you to listen to a little bit of this. Tell me in the next year, what are the things that are coming out that excite you and would excite the average person going, wait, what? We can, what's coming? Yeah, yeah. The, the biggest one... The one that will be most tangible to all of us will be our, let's just call it a personalized digital assistant. Yeah. Just, just because the impact that it will have on our lives will be so significant and so meaningful. We will we'll feel um, an immediate change in how we interact with the, the computer in our hand. Name, tell me, when you talk about these things, mm. compare them to the impact of the iPhone, meaning... Everyone mm. says, oh, I can't. No, I, I can't live without my iPhone. Yeah. I mean, it's insane. Thir 13 years ago, we all lived without an, an iPhone. iPhone. <laughs> now you will not surrender that. Yeah. So that personal assistance compared to an iPhone, how, how significant is that? I, I think the, the attachment to that will be even more significant oh my gosh. than the smartphone. Will um, you know the, the uh, I'm fascinated by the idea mm. of the loss of free will mm. when you have something listening to you all the time, it is trying to make your life better, but it's also a product. Um, and it's suggesting it's listening to you and it's suggesting. Do you, I mean, you get to a point to where you're like, I don't know chicken and the egg. I don't know if that was my idea or if that was somebody, you know, or some yeah. algorithm's idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it depends on who's behind the curtain. Oh. Right? So I haven't found many good guys behind <sighs> curtains. It's you know, one of the first things that, that I ask whenever I'm looking at anything is, you know, where's the monetary incentive? Like, what's the business model? Mm -hmm. So Facebook, Google, let's take them as an example. These are advertising companies. They collect data and they sell access to the data. 
to generate advertising revenues. Very simple model, right? Mm -hmm. When you see these companies talk about what they do, it's all magnanimous. They're making incredible mm -hmm. contributions to society. Mm -hmm. They're connecting everyone mm -hmm. everywhere. Mm -hmm. right? For free. <laughs> For free. Yeah. We're the good guys. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so if the business model of the company that's offering the artificial intelligence is advertising, then we cannot and should not trust what we're being told to do. Because that tells us that products are being sold through this AI that very much feels to us as so natural, so comfortable. It's, it's right. so useful to us. So it, we, I think we really came to some uh, an understanding on what has to happen with AI. And chatbot GPT is the beginning of something that will allow you to control it. But you have to take back all of your information and privacy. And you can, if somebody will build like a chat GPT that I can use, that is mine, that is yours, and your information stays secure with you, then you're in a different world. We talked to him also a, a little bit about what are the things that are significant that are happening right now that nobody's really talking about. There was a remarkable um, research paper that was just published a few days ago on February 1st. It came out of DeepMind. So this is the mm -hmm. AI group that mm -hmm. Google acquired in 2014. From England, yes. They did AlphaGo, mm -hmm. beat all the best human Go masters. Mm -hmm. They did AlphaFold, which predicted more than 200 billion. How proteins fold, remarkable. The, one of the grand challenges of life sciences. And this was the computer scientists that did this, right? They just put out a paper that has incredible real-world uh, implications, and that is they, they combine the large language models that we've been talking about, so this body of knowledge, with something called um, uh, reinforcement learning, which is another form of artificial intelligence. And they gave it tasks. Now, what's interesting about this is the large language models are these big neural networks. So you've taken massive amounts of information, you synthesize this information, you optimize it, you gain confidence or a weight in certain outcomes, and then it produces an output uh, that hopefully you can, you can trust. Reinforcement learning is actually really good at dealing with complex tasks that aren't predefined. And so you mentioned AGI a little bit earlier. This is a critical element of AGI. So what's neat about the paper... Hang on just a second. Is this, does this... Is this any part of the Boston Dynamics uh, robot where the guy says, I don't have my tools? And no, it just, no, no. So, so, so that okay. was a bit of a PR stunt, but, oh, we'll, okay. but, we'll, but we'll get there. It's okay. still impressive. Okay. Um, very impressive. Uh, the reinforcement learning, though, is, uh, has the ability to be given a task and then figure out how to solve that task in an optimal way without any pre-given instructions. Wow. And they prove two things. One is, is that it works. This feedback loop, this combination of these large language models with reinforcement learning actually produces results. The AI, the combination of these AIs can perform complex tasks. That it had, had no instruction. It had no instruction on how to do, right? Um, the second thing is, the larger the language model, the, the larger the foundational knowledge that yeah, it has the better the performance was. 
Now it's becoming very cheap to train these large language models. I mean, mm -hmm. in, measured in the millions, not the hundreds of millions. Mm -hmm. uh, this paper has shown how to cross that line between kind of the world of software and the real world that has to interact with humans. So the chat, you, you know, you're still kind of in yeah, the yeah. software, mm -hmm. right? You're still this. If we take that technology and we put it into a robot, we give the robot intelligence. And then that robot can perform tasks that it doesn't have to be specifically trained to do. We get into uh, whether real um, consciousness is going to happen in this podcast. You don't want to miss it. It comes out tomorrow. Uh, for everybody, wherever you get your podcast. And it is on Blaze TV right now. You can watch it, and it will be up on YouTube as well tomorrow. The, um, the, the one thing I did uh, ask him, I said, what is, is there a game-changing thing that's happening right now? And he said, yeah, right now. He said, in the next 60 days, something that changes absolutely everything is happening. Uh, in fact, there's a story in the paper about it today, and most people won't even read it. They just don't. Ah, it's game changing. I'll tell you in 60 seconds. Jody writes in uh, with her experience on Relief Factor. She says, I'm grateful to be experiencing relief from all the pain that I used to have in my upper and middle back. I appreciate having some non-prescription, non-addictive things that I can take. And there's no side effects except for the positive ones. Thank you so much. Jody, thank you for writing in and giving Relief Factor a try. Um, what, she, what she said there is um, that it's non-prescription, non-addicting. That's really, when you're in really constant pain, that's all that's really left. But I'm telling you, Relief Factor can change your life. Jeff, when he sat down in an interview with me, he said, last time I saw you were in so much pain. He said, how are you doing with that? And I said, it's gone. He's like, really? I'm like, yeah, it's gone. And it's Relief Factor. Try the three-week quick start. 1995 trial pack. Hundreds of thousands of people have ordered Relief Factor. 70% of them go on to order more. ReliefFactor.com. That's ReliefFactor.com or call 1-800-4-RELIEF. 1-800-4-RELIEF. ReliefFactor.com. Feel the difference. 10 seconds. Station ID. All right, so there is um, one more piece, and then Jeff's coming in uh, because I ended the interview with. So, are you an optimist or a pessimist? Because this this stuff that he's talking about is game changing. Um, but I'm watching the the chat online from YouTube and Blaze, and uh, you you get it. You're like, oh, really? It listens to you all the time. I don't think so. And his answer was fascinating, and I wanted him to come on uh, and expand on that answer just a little bit. Uh, so he'll be on here in a second. But let me, let me share with you what he said about something that changes everything uh, in the next, really, 60 days, most likely. One of the most incredible things that will happen this year, in fact, we're weeks away, the launch. SpaceX will launch the Starship. I know. Now, are you going? I'm trying. To, I'm, I'm trying to talk to anybody to be able to get. Well, you're, you're a little closer. Uh, yeah. Than I am, but uh, I'll be jealous if you get to go. That's yeah. amazing. Um, yeah. First, first orbital flight of the Starship. Now, 
And this is, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. this is is this is slightly bigger than the Atlas V, the biggest rocket we've ever it's, made. It's massive. Unlike anything, anything, yeah. Yeah. anything that's ever been sent to space. It's extraordinary. But the best part. So let's just think economics here. This is where it gets really exciting. So before SpaceX um, built its Falcon 9 rocket, which is you know 62 launch, 60, 61 launches in 2022, sets a record. A single company does 61 launches in a single year. And we don't even talk about it. We don't even talk about it. Remarkable. Transformed the entire aerospace industry. Before the Falcon 9 came along, it used to cost roughly somewhere between fifty dollars and $55,000 per kilogram to get mm. payload into space, into orbit. Oh, my gosh. Per kilogram. Oh, my gosh. 2.2 pounds, right? Yeah. Fifty to $55,000. All right. Falcon 9 comes on roughly, roughly $4,000 a kilogram payload into space. Like 90% of the cost of getting payload into orbit, gone. One company, one rocket. That's how transformational the Falcon 9 was. But here it is. What happens with the Starship? The Starship can get payload into space, into orbit, for a hundred dollars a kilogram oh my gosh yes 97 and a half percent less cost to get payload into space so you got it wow we can do anything now if you need to ship up a compact nuclear fusion reactor you can. into orbit to get it to the moon for a manned moon permanent presence on the moon or on mars you can do it with that. Starship is the key to everything. Wow. It will transform yet again the industry. That's how meaningful and significant this single event is this year. So I knew it was significant, and I said to my kids, I'm like, we are going. I don't care if we have to, to stay at a little hotel across the water. Because I watched the last uh, space shuttle takeoff, mm -hmm. and, um, and I, just, I just know in my bones... This one is game-changing. This, this is, is a game moment in history. It is so exciting. This is, uh, we, we are, we talked about energy um, and how uh, abundant energy is going to be soon if we don't kill ourselves on the way or, or have others starve us to death along the way. This is the beginning of, of, ev of everything of everything you ever thought could be and the world's greatest freedom of mankind unless the man behind the curtain has different plans jeff brown joins me in just a minute live in studio to talk about that the downside and the man behind the curtain the next. glenn back program all right if you're a shooter uh I don't, I, I'm sure you've noticed ammo prices gone through the roof. And every time you go to the range, it is literally, I mean, I sit there and I fire and fire and fire and fire. And I'm like, how much is this costing me? It's horrible because you have to be good with your gun, but it's so expensive to fire your gun. And you're setting money on fire every time you try to get a little better. You can hire a firearms instructor on top of that, and that's worse. But getting good with guns, which is an essential part of being, you know, protective of your family and the freedom, 
is quickly becoming a rich man's game. This is why the Mantis X is out. This is high-tech, easy-to-use system. It is widely being used by the military, used by the Marines now. Um, they help you improve your shooting quickly. So you can dry fire or you can actually fire, and it doesn't just show you where you're hitting. It actually analyzes what you're doing wrong, and within 20 minutes, 94% of the shooters improve. Start improving today. MantisX.com. That's MantisX.com. Also, I urge you to become a member of The Blaze. We are a family, and we need to stick together. Please join us. It's about a price of a cup of coffee. Now, blazetv.com slash Glenn. This is the Glenn Beck program. We welcome now to the uh, program, Jeff Brown. I'm sorry, Jeff, I thought you were coming in. I'm glad we have you on the phone. On the phone. Uh, uh, we uh, were, I'm hearing uh, talk back a bit. Okay, so uh, Jeff, we were, we played a bunch of the really positive stuff that's coming our way. But I ended the interview asking you if you were a pessimist or optimist, because this is the best of times. This is the worst of times. Um, this technology is the greatest um, tool authoritarians have ever had by far, and it could enslave the entire world. First, is that hyperbole? Um, and if not, uh, are you optimistic or pessimistic, and why? Well, I... I wish I could say it's it's not hyperbole. Um, it's the worst case scenario is absolutely uh, a possibility. We can't discount that, um, and ignoring it would be, I think, even more dangerous for us. Um, but but perhaps history may be a good guide. You know, as we think back over the last 100 years, for example, you know, we've always been faced with uh, new technologies that were highly disruptive and could certainly be used um, for ill will. Uh, but so far, the world, society, uh, has found a way um, to continually bring out uh, more and more abundance um, for the world to lift uh, billions of people out of, uh, out of poverty and um, increase the quality of life and living for the entire planet. And so we, we have very good reasons to be optimistic about managing through this, uh, you know, next transition in terms of employing these incredible technologies. So I would feel like we, you know, nuclear weapons that could have killed everybody on the planet a hundred times over and killed the planet. Um, but we didn't because there was, we have common decency and intelligence. However, um, I don't feel like this is the 1950s where you have to talk about it and talk about it in a rational way. You know, the threats of nuclear war and what it means, like Eisenhower said, the military industrial complex. I see, uh, as we spoke about yesterday, I, I don't see a lot of good guys that have global power uh, and are in in governments. I don't see the Winston Churchills that are like, no, 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 wait a minute. That belongs to people. Mm -hmm. 
that, that, that that's a dramatic difference, isn't it? Uh, it is. I agree with that. And the, you know, perhaps another framework for us to, to consider that is that, um, nuclear weapons, you know, they're hardware, right? They're, they're, right. ICBMs, they're rockets, like we can count them, we can figure out where all of the silos are located, we can determine how much uranium is being enriched, and we can kind of uh, assess the threat level uh, and how much of it is out there. But with artificial intelligence, this is a completely new framework. It's software. Um, It's nearly impossible to understand um, how it's proliferating or how it's being used um, by bad actors. And, you know, uh, you, you, uh, have the, you have things like the World Economic Forum, where you've combined big tech, big business, big government, uh, and authoritarians who are arrogant. That's, uh, it, it can't fall into the hands of those guys. That's correct. Um, it is too much... Um, it's too much power uh, to be given to a small group of people who believe that they can make decisions on behalf of all of us. You, um, you've done a couple of things. You've, you're working on, you're looking for um, uh, people that will um, uh, run a company that would actually take like these chat GPT and take AI and make it so it is personal, so it can fight against, uh, you know, the the um, the the Chat GPT that's owned by Google or Apple or whoever, and it actually protects mm-hmm. the individual. Um, mm-hmm. Is that possible to do this? Uh, it, 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 it absolutely is, and I, I think there's even a. a a way to do it in a way that it does not become politically uh, polarizing. Right. So, uh, you know, you and I, yesterday we explored the idea of, of um, let's just creating an objective uh, uh, large language model um, that can be improved or enhanced, desired on the learner or the individuals or the group's particular uh, preferences. Right. Uh, by making kind of, let's just call it a, a core engine, a core artificial intelligence engine, and, and, and productizing that, and then allowing that engine to be uh, customized with additional inputs uh, as determined by, again, the individual, the learner, the right. group, you know, even a country perhaps could find value in that um, so that it's um, contextually relevant, so that it's socially relevant, culturally relevant, given whatever the needs of those individuals or groups uh, actually are. And that could be done, you know, without the kind of um, data surveillance models that are employed by the Googles and the Facebooks of this world. When you look at the surveillance models, I, I asked you, uh, and we never even got to this, but I asked you about whammy. I was reading about, um, what does that uh, stand for again? Uh, wide angle uh, motion imagery. And the way it's being uh, used, for instance, in China is terrifying. I mean, there is no escape at any time from being monitored, predicted, 
moved, uh, you know, recorded. I mean, it is terrifying. And whammy is starting to spread over the globe, is it not? We we have whammy. It's, it is. Well, you know, the, uh, the, the most prominent country historically has been the U.K., right? Right. In terms of the, the number of cameras and video surveillance of a population, it's really quite extraordinary what's happened uh, in the U.K., uh, but you're absolutely right. Obviously, the, the, um, the geography of, of China is much greater, so it's a harder problem to solve, but it's just infrastructure. Uh, and it's not just what's become more interesting. We talked about how the aerospace industry um, has really been transformed by SpaceX lowering the cost of right. launching kilograms to orbit by more than 90%. Um, that's resulted in a proliferation of companies that launch um, basically CubeSats or small satellites that are used for imagery from space. So this is, think about this as almost a complement or a supplement to cameras and video surveillance on yeah. the ground. These data sets, these video inputs are literally ingested into machine learning and forms of artificial intelligence to determine whether something is or isn't wrong um, as, as uh, defined or programmed by uh, whoever the overlords are that uh, feel that they need to monitor their uh, entire uh, population. So yes, this, the, you know, what technology can do, the problem previously wasn't the video cameras. It was how to analyze and ingest and provide actionable intelligence from all of the video. Humans can't possibly do that. It has to be automated. And the way it's automated is through machine learning and artificial intelligence. Um, I want to talk to you. We've got about three minutes left. Um, I want to talk to you about mm -hmm. project perceptron, this is a system that you and your team have built, and it, it uh, revolves around cryptocurrency. Can you explain what's coming in about 60 days? Um, well, or no, what, what's coming? Uh, I mean, it, it, it is launched, but it's not. Is it operable now? Uh, yes, I've been running. Um, I, I, I built my own artificial intelligence, a deep neural network. Um, and we took a very uh, kind of obscure data set, which is cryptocurrencies, digital assets, and we built it in a way where it's able to predict price movements. Um, so it predicts assets with, that will uh, rise in price uh, within a specific time horizon within 60 days. It's been an amazing project. It was an interesting way to apply artificial intelligence to uh, the investment markets. And um, I've actually been developing that even further to identify uh, price movements in uh, equities or stocks, uh, which is something that um, uh, I'll be uh, actually doing within the next uh, 30 or 60 days that I'm uh, very exciting about, excited about. It's, it's incredible technology because it can ingest an unbelievable amount of information and synthesize it and then be highly predictive in terms of uh, in terms of price direction. And how has it worked out with a cryptocurrency? Well, last year, 84% um, of its recommendations were profitable. So in the world of, in the world of trading, those types of numbers are uh, pretty incredible. And do, how, how, what is your feeling on cryptocurrency, its, its life, 
uh, with, you know, Britain just last week or was it this week saying that they mm. are launching their own, you know, uh, Bank of England, central bank cryptocurrency, and we're right behind them. We are. I, I, we've been in a very antagonistic um, policy environment for digital assets of all kinds. Um, and I believe that that's been done on purpose. Oh, I yeah. believe that the U.S. government has been holding the whole industry back, at least in the United States, because they want to carve out their role in this space, specifically the U.S. dollar, central bank-backed digital currency, and e-dollar, whatever we, we call it. Uh, and I think we're in for a very big surprise uh, in, the, in the coming months. Um, the Federal Reserve Bank of Boston uh, had collaborated with MIT last year yep. and finished a major project, Project Hamilton, I'm sure you know. Oh, yeah. Uh, and that work was just wrapped up. And I believe that they are gearing up for the launch of this digital currency, um, digital wallets for all, uh, uh, all Americans. And once that happens, once, once they've defined exactly what role they're going to play, then I think the regulatory environment will open up for the entire blockchain industry and for other digital assets. Um, they, they were threatened by stable coins in particular. Uh, and once they've, once they've settled that uh, and settled their role, then um, I'm actually optimistic and bullish about the industry moving forward once that happens. Really? You don't think they're going to try to trap all of us? Because, I mean, once they have control, digital control of Every dollar that is ever tra- uh, traded, they have complete control of people. The, the risk, the risk, given you know whatever the prevailing political narrative is, is this you know social credit system uh, uh, similar to what's uh, being employed in in China. That's that's my biggest fear, um, because a digital wallet can can very quickly turn into a means of control. Uh, of your money and your life and uh, and your actions and your behaviors. Jeff, could you hold um, on the phone? Like, could, could I just, because I, I, I want to ask you about the battery passport um, and we never got to it. Can you hold for a couple of minutes and, and just maybe spend two minutes with me on explaining that in a minute? Sure. Yeah, okay. okay. Let me take a quick break. Um, portions of the program sponsored by Preborn. Well, Preborn, um, thinking about hearts, the heartbeat is the reason why so many babies are born. Um, His or her heart will beat 54 million times before a baby is born. Happy Valentine's Day. Over 200,000 babies that Preborn Pregnancy Network has rescued so far. Their sweet heartbeats uh, are, are all made possible by your generosity. Here's what happens. Preborn has these centers and they're all in the real abortion uh, states where it's really, really bad. They keep them close to Planned Parenthood and they they offer women who are coming in and thinking about having an abortion just a physical checkup. Let's just see the baby. And they say, I'm coming in. I want to have an abortion. These centers don't provide abortions, but they do do all of the health and everything else. And they give them an ultrasound. It costs $28 for an ultrasound. They give them to these women for free. When they hear the heartbeat and they see the baby, they're twice as likely to say, I want to keep the baby. It's a way for it's a window to the womb, if you will. 
Share heartbeats, will you? This Valentine's Day, just dial pound 250. Say the keyword baby. That's pound 250, keyword baby. Or go to preborn.com slash Beck. That's preborn.com slash Beck. This is the Glenn Beck Program. We're talking to uh, futurist scientists, uh, I mean, just a tech guru, uh, Jeff Brown, about uh, the future and what's coming uh, digitally. The World Economic Forum is pushing something called battery passports. And can you explain them and why they might be a problem? We have about a minute and a half, two minutes. Okay. Um, You know, this is is an odd an odd initiative. Um, you know, the idea is that there is essentially uh, this body, this organization that facilitates the installation of uh, a small module into every electric vehicle that can independently monitor um, the battery usage, um, how it's used, um, how the car is driven, uh, obviously environmental uh, data that comes in and, um, you know, how the battery is charging and discharging and aging. And why would they want this information? Uh, it's, it's odd. I think at the surface, they talk about, uh, things like transparency and sustainability and tracking the lifestyle of batteries before they are Uh repurposed for other things. But, you know, it's an odd, odd initiative because right. this is typically the realm of the manufacturer and right. everyone that has an EV, they already have this information you know, available to them. It, it seems, Jeff, uh, the word passport seems to uh, seems to be a kind of an, an interesting uh, little possible tell. Jeff, we're out of time. Thank you so much. Brownstone Research founder, chief investment analyst. You can find him at brownstoneresearch.com. Brownstoneresearch.com. His name is Jeff Brown. The Glenn Beck Program.